When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a market analyst says wheat prices could jump almost 40 cents a bushel in coming weeks. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 9. The low, minus 18. Wind chill, minus 19 tonight and minus 28 overnight. Risk of frostbite. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. Wind, 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 8. Saturday, the wind chill, minus 25. Tomorrow morning, minus 13 in the afternoon. There is risk of frostbite. The low, minus 16. Sunday, sunny with a high of minus 5. The low, minus 14. Warmer on Monday, sunny with a high, minus 3. The low, minus 13. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 5, the low minus 9. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 2, the low minus 8. Thursday, sunny, the high near minus 2. The normal high is minus 7 for this date, the normal low minus 18. The sun rose at 8.45 this morning. It sets at 4.56 tonight. And around the province this hour, we have Estevan at minus 11, Saskatoon minus 14, Swift Current minus 10, Weyburn minus 14, Yorkton is minus 13. And the hot spot in Saskatchewan this hour, Maple Creek at minus 4, and nearby Mancota is the cold spot at minus 23. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's minus 15, that's 5 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 13, giving a wind chill right now of minus 22. 78% the relative humidity, the barometer, barometer is rising 102.8. Sunny and Moose Jaw, minus 9. Winds are from the west-southwest at 4. Once again, Regina, sunny and minus 15. That's 5 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com. A grain market analyst sees wheat prices rising as much as 40 cents a bushel in coming weeks. Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions says lower wheat supplies in Australia, Russia and the European Union should lead to improved wheat prices in Western Canada this winter. There was a short crop in Australia uh, negatively impacted by drought, a smaller crop in Russia, a smaller crop in the European Union, uh, and uh, basically the supplies in the major exporters have kind of been whittled down to, uh, you know, they're not nearly as abundant as they have been in the previous years. Uh, and then the Russians exported quite aggressively, so they really sent out a lot of exports. So basically with the short crop in Australia and the fact that the Russians are going to be largely out of the market for the, you know, the remainder of the marketing year, there's, there's quite an opportunity for wheat here. So we've seen the prices like, you know, at, at sort of call it the bottom end of the wheat market, like, you know, what they're trading to, to places like, uh, you know, Bangladesh and uh, Egypt. Those prices have been firming lately. And uh, likewise, I mean, we've seen, you know, things kind of firming up for the better quality wheats as well. So, you know, no great leap. We're not talking about, you know, a dollar a bushel or anything like that. But our expectations are that, you know, central Saskatchewan, uh, you know, you, we should see prices. And there are, in certain circumstances, prices uh, for a one CWS 13.5 that will be above 725 
And uh, again, it's going to be hard to get to 775, but there should be some opportunities above 725 in uh, you know the remainder of December, January, and February. That doesn't mean that every single day it will be that, but it just means that there's going to be opportunities at that level because there is strong demand from Canada. Durham, we don't share the same optimism on Durham. Durham is a little bit more uh, singular market, shall we say. The Canadian supply and demand situation is abundant. Canada represents approximately 50% of any Durham that's traded in the world. Uh, there's going to be a big uh, carryout stock situation in Canada. Moreover, there isn't the diversity of the Durham quality that we've seen in the past. I mean, it's heavily tilted towards number one and number two. Uh, the world demands kind of Durham's of all different types from number one to number five quad. And so, you know, there's a little bit more difficulty in terms of putting together big cargoes of number four, number three, or even number five. Um, so Durham prices are a little bit more subdued. I mean, uh, 650 per bushel for a one quad. You know, again, that's not a price that people are going to like. It doesn't sound like good news, but that's, that's kind of the target price. Uh, if you can squeeze out a little bit higher than that, you're probably uh, fortunate, or you just happen to be in a, in a good area. Like if you're in southern Alberta, you're obviously going to be a little bit higher than that, but kind of Saskatchewan, it, it seems like 650 is, is uh, and I'm not saying prices are there universally. I'm just saying 650 would be kind of a, a time to consider a sale, let's say that. Townsend says Durham faces some tougher marketing conditions and prices may rise another 25 cents a bushel this winter. The NDP is raising concern about federal proposals to raise royalty rates for wheat breeding. Opposition critic Jens Peterson said yesterday many farmers have voiced opposition to federal proposals to enable big seed companies to charge royalties on farmer-saved seed. I've been at uh, three separate meetings uh, involving hundreds of producers over the past three weeks, including the one that the minister referred to. Uh, and those, those meetings included representatives of Sask Wheat, the Sask Barley Development Commission, uh, Prairie Oak Growers, the National Farmers Union, and APAS, among others. And, and those farmers, Mr. Speaker, are very concerned and they're overwhelmingly opposed to the federal proposals to change the law that will enable big seed companies to charge endpoint royalties or trailing royalties on farmer-saved seed. In fact, a resolution opposing those royalties passed with an overwhelming majority at the last APAS convention. Will the minister stand up for Saskatchewan cereal producers in opposing these proposals, or will he side with the federal Liberal government? And will this government oppose any attempt on the part of the federal government to make farmers pay a trailing royalty on the seed that they Let's grow? Agriculture Minister David Merritt replied his ministry is following the federal consultation process. But I find it very difficult for uh, this government to support the federal Liberal government on just about anything right now that's going on, Mr. Speaker. So. As I, said, as I said previously, Mr. Speaker, we are heavily engaged in the discussion with the federal government. They're in the consultation process right now, going around to, to all across this West, all across uh, Canada and getting the discussion. I've had discussions with farm groups in, 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 in uh, meetings already, Mr. Speaker. I've met with APAS. I've met with SARM. We've had the discussion. There's going to be a position taken forward go, as we need place when we meet with the groups and come to consensus on what that position will be. Some farm groups have expressed support for royalties on wheat, but want to see significant yield improvement and disease resistance. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. 
online at landforsalesask.ca. A Regina area farmer is a new addition to the producer board for Sask Canola. Caitlin Duncan from the Regina area received the most votes in the recent election. She'll also be the youngest member on the Sask Canola board and she's honored to be elected. It's humbling to see that I guess producers in different parts of the province came out and filled out their ballot and did support me in the campaign. It was definitely an exercise of um, knowing when and how to ask for help. I reached out to people in all areas of the province that I know and you know, asked them to put up posters for me and uh, text their friends and tell their other uh, canola-producing friends to consider voting for me and that sort of thing. So uh, it was a lot of fun, and I'm just happy that uh, it worked out. Duncan Farms just south of the Queen City. So we're about three and a half uh, miles straight south of Regina in the uh, heavy clay gumbo Regina Plains. And I farm with my sister and my older sister and my uh, dad and then my brother as well. And we grow uh, lentils, durum wheat and canola. So uh, I do that and I went to the University of Saskatchewan in 2014 and uh, working on a master's in public administration and uh, spent a few years working in agronomy out of Saskatoon. Did some traveling, international agriculture, and uh, spent some time working in government as well, which also fills my winter work sometimes here and there. So uh, I, I just, I guess I feel like this is a, the next step for me, and I'm really excited to be uh, involved with this organization. Duncan says her previous experiences will help with her new position on the SAS Canola Board. You know, I think Part of my previous experience with um, previous and still current experience with young farmer groups will allow me to be kind of involved in a new way. So I, I've spent some time with Sask Young Egg and Canadian Young Farmers, and those groups I find a really, really, really important, I guess, uh, you know, essential learning environment for somebody in my age in this stage of the game. So I think this will be a great opportunity to, um, again, bring some diversity and a bit of different perspective and Um, Obviously, you know, I'm going to be looking forward to the onboarding process and learning and asking a lot of questions so that I'm properly briefed on a lot of things that are going on in the organization. But I'm looking forward to kind of carrying on with the successes and addressing some of the challenges that um, we do have, you know, that exist in growing canola and that sort of thing. Duncan says there are some important issues. Well, I think for younger producers, a lot of times it's um, profitability and access to land Obviously, in certain areas of the province, you know, club roots is uh, something that a lot of producers are concerned about. So I guess education around that and responsible production practices. And then, you know, we look at fertility and the poor our nutrient stewardship program and uh, I guess improvements and broadening that initiative as well so that more producers are adopting to that and informed about best practices. Duncan says profitability and agronomy can be a big challenge for canola producers. Absolutely, and especially, you know, as you see interest rates increasing and land prices going up, it can be a tough decision for producers on, you know, short-term gains as opposed to long-term gains and, you know, the overall perspective of canola 5, 10, 20 years from now. So it's definitely a conversation I think that more producers need to be having. Um, As margins are tight, it can be tempting to maybe grow hold tighter rotations than responsible but um, the conversation needs to be had and I guess just increasing overall education about it and informing producers too about sanitary uh, recommendations for reducing the spread of possible disease as well. Duncan says research is also a key component of canola's future. And I think research especially within canola is a really important area and I think they've done a great job of, of supporting efforts and working with uh, different partner groups and the Ministry of Agriculture and that sort of thing to make sure that um, that money is being spent wisely. 
Caitlin Duncan farms just south of Regina and is the newest member on the Saskanola board. Re-elected for their second consecutive terms are Charlene Bradley of Strand Rare, Bernie McLean from Glassland, and Lane Stockburger from Engelfeld. A total of 1,159 ballots were cast in the election, 1,131 online and 27 by paper. Saskanola reports a 35% increase in voter participation compared to the 2016 director elections. The newly elected directors will serve for four years. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola dropped 240 at $450.22. Oats fell $1.70 at $182.22. Number one red spring wheat declined 79 cents at $252.77. The rest were unchanged. Durham 20862. Feed barley 192.63. Flax 498.29. Yellow peas, $252.54. Feed wheat, $187.80. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat gained seven and a half cents at five seventy-six and three quarters cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 1,733 on offer here at our Tuesday pre-sort. We did get them all sold with no power. Every week this market's a little lower again. I'm starting to sound like a broken record on that end. Another 825 cows on Thursday. These older bred cows, they just brought market price, which is 67 to 74 on the good ones. This feed's getting awfully high to winter some of these cattle. There was one bright spot this week, though. We sold Rodney Williams 265 black steers on DLMS, based them at 660. They brought 213 right at the ranch. He must have some golden parts on him somewhere, because that's at least 20 bucks, 100 more than anybody else is getting right now. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 114 to 140 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,000 heads, selling a range of 115 to 140 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the weekend of Friday, December 7th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 128.26, Ham's Cash, 136.68, Thunder Creek Burko, 130.14, and High Life, 138.18 dollars per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up to four. Contract prices opened lower this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar is down 29 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3404. Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.30 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets were mixed with the negotiated prices finding some support in yesterday's trade after hitting the lowest level since early September earlier this week. Formula-based prices appear to be transitioning to firmer pricing with positive influence coming from the pork carcass cutout. Earlier this week, Chinese officials said that there have been 81 cases of African swine fever in 21 provincial regions, which led to the calling of 631,000 hogs. This is the first time the market has seen an official reference regarding the total number of called animals, and at approximately 0.1% of their herd, the official number presented is likely lower than the actual losses. The weather outlook once again, sunny, high minus 9, the low minus 18 tonight. Tomorrow mainly sunny, the high minus 8 and the risk of frostbite with a low minus 16. In Regina, 
Sunny and minus 15, that's 5 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.